0: I've been told I wear my heart on my sleeve too much so I kind of feel like I'm just always vulnerable. Uh-huh. Vulnerable though does definitely help me in comedy because I'm you I, I just kind of give no fucks so I'm just gonna like tell you everything about me on stage and sometimes it works and sometimes it's just supposed to normalize like bad behavior as we're all just being comics and I feel like I get told that to me a lot and it's like.
1: Comedians exposed. A podcast where comedians talk about vulnerability with your host, Deanna Kobe. Hi, everybody. Today we have a very special guest. This person produces the Eyes Up Here comedy event. Oh. In addition, is co-host at the Reserve Association. Please welcome two comedians
0: exposed, the wonderful Kate Lawler. Welcome, Kate. Thank you. Thank you very much. How are you doing today, Kate? I'm good. It's a pretty low-maintenance day, but (laughs) I'm just a little under the weather. How are you? How are you, Dina? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. How
1: is... Do you perform so when you're not feeling well... How is,
0: does that affect your performing? Do you usually stay away? Um, I canceled how many, I canceled a couple shows last week and I should be hosting tonight, but I was like, I don't want to like, normally I'll just power through. And I did at one point last week, but <clears throat> and I mean, I'm back and everything. I don't think it's COVID, but I just wanted to not be around for like a week and a half. But that like two years ago, I had a really bad cold and I hosted an open mic for the first time with it. And I was smoking weed with everyone afterwards and I ended up getting pneumonia. (gasps) (laughs) And it's just like, it's just crazy how like a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have even cared. Like I would have been like, ah, I'll, I'll die. Like at an open mic and now (laughs) I'm just like, I have the sniffles. I should stay home. (laughs) So what do you think brought that change on? You know, the global pandemic, I'd say yeah. <laughs>
1: new perspective on things, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How how did you uh how did the pandemic how was your pandemic experience overall?
0: Um, I mean, I guess negative, like fairly not good, but <clears throat> yeah, no, it was really hard on me in a lot of ways. And I do see how it changed me a lot. Like I feel like in a lot of ways I'm a lot lazier. Um, but also I feel like I have like a lower tolerance for things. Like, um, I just feel like like I was always so scared, like for the past year of like going back into lockdown that like I didn't want to waste like any like moments. And so I'll be like, I'm not gonna overwork myself or do something that like makes me miserable. Like my time is so valuable. Like I could, like everything could just disappear like at any moment, you know? Yeah. So-
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to defend you for one second too, because you said that you're lazier now. And I'm like, I see your Instagram stories. You are That's not, true. you're not lazy at That's all. You are. And I think also too, I think everybody out there, um. You know, we are still in a pandemic, and biologically, like our immune systems and everything, our reaction our reactions are very heightened. So biologically, we're going through a lot. So it's like mm. you know, and we have to be kind. I think with ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. because of that whole other layer of stress. It's not like regular life it's this whole other new added dimension that we've never had before and like you said yourself you know because of COVID like before you were doing things differently and now you know you've changed how you um live what about comedy how has comedy <laughs> helped you or hurt you you know one or the other <laughs> one or the other or both uh during this time
0: well I feel like um well first of all, I probably would have had like never seen people at all if I wasn't doing comedy because like for past two years that's just all there was just like outdoor comedy and it was like the only time I had any social interaction and I think that was like uh, like I wasn't I wasn't working I wasn't in school I just had comedy for like a while and I definitely would have gone insane without it like it, it I I don't know how much I do feel like I grew a lot actually as a comedian over the past um, couple of years. And then when comedy started opening back up, there was like kind of this surge to get back on stage. And then I started producing. I feel like it opened up a lot of opportunities for me. So in a weird way, the pandemic was like a great, it was a great thing for my career.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what about... First, before we add oh, before I ask you anything else, I always want to have people do this at the beginning and the end. Can you plug your social media? Where can everybody find you? On
0: oh, okay. So my Instagram is K Lawls L A W L Z comedy. And then my Twitter is Kate Lawler888. And yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: wonderful. All right. So Kate, so the whole premise of the podcast is about. Comedy and vulnerability and I use the jumping off point for like my experience with comedy, like it took me a really long time to do it and it makes me really uncomfortable. Um so I always use my basis as like talking with everybody else, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like shaping my question. So like first and foremost, I want to know does performing comedy make you feel uncomfortable?
0: I mean, yeah. Um, or it did for a really long time. And like, sometimes when I kind of know it's going to be rough or if it's like too intimate, I feel a little like, and you can kind of tell in my body language too. Like I'll be like more tense or I'll, I just got a random message request that I'm going to ignore, but where'd you go? Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think bombing makes me uncomfortable, <laughs> but that's, that's pretty uncomfortable. I would say. But yeah, I guess it depends on the night. It can't, I, I used to get really nervous, even for like a while into it, like I would I would shake a lot or I'd have to like cross my name off the list and I'd have to go down later or like I couldn't I couldn't do it sober and now it's just kind of like yeah, like rolls off my back. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So
1: what about this idea of vulnerability? What is vulnerability or what is what does that mean to you or what are what are things that make you feel vulnerable?
0: Um, I don't see, I'm someone who I've been told I wear my heart on my sleeve too much. So I kind of feel like I'm just always vulnerable, Uh like, uh, like to the point where like, I don't even notice it. Like, I don't know, like, are other people ever not vulnerable? Cause I don't, I feel like it's just something I never turn off.
1: (laughs) You're always willing to like, put yourself out there in like um, all situations
0: yeah pretty much which okay. is like <laughs> so which I would, is not good <laughs> no I mean no is it not good why do you think it's not good? I don't know I feel like I'm not very like I feel like other people have like a sense of like um self-preservation and okay. like i I kind of lack that or I don't know
1: so what about the alternative then so let's flip it around <laughs> say you weren't. Would you want to be the opposite of that as opposed to like how you said you wear your heart on your sleeve? Would you rather be the opposite? And what would be the consequences of that?
0: I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's a balance, but I feel like a lot of people who, who tell me that like tend to be very like, like tense and like, like more like rigid. And I don't know that I want to live that way either. So I don't know. Hmm. I guess, I guess there's probably a happy medium that I need to find, but I feel like that's just part of growing up. Who do you think (laughs) is more in
1: comedy? What do you see more of in comedy? People that are wearing their hearts on their sleeves or more rigid?
0: Um, well, I feel like the art is supposed to be that you're wearing your heart on your sleeve, but I feel like also like the area that we're in like North Jersey is like, there's a lot of men and I feel like their take is different. Like they don't necessarily bear their souls on stage. They more like, like to like deflect or like pick other things apart. So, and I think like those people are more like rigid, you know? So I think that you get all walks of life in comedy, I guess. Yeah. I feel like in like New York city or something, you'll probably hear more like, like people like talking about like, like depression or sex or whatever. And that's, I guess that's a form of vulnerability because those are like intimate, like details of your life that you're maybe not supposed to talk about in other forums, but like comedy gives you the outlet to do that. I don't know. I think the fact that I'm vulnerable, though, does definitely help me in comedy because I'm, because I, I just kind of give no fuck. So I'm just going to like tell you everything about me on stage. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Is there, is there ever a time where, um, you can feel that you have shared too much? Like you think the audience, like, oh, oh yeah,
0: yeah, I do it all the time. <laughs> Give me an example. If you, um, you don't mind sharing. <laughs> um, I talk about my vagina a lot. Um, and, um, I was And again, like, I don't know, I I was on open mic recently and there was literally, there was one other woman and like, it was just a bunch of old men and no one, no one was vibing with what I was saying. Like, they didn't understand, like, at all. And I was like, I'm still talking about my vagina right now. (laughs) Especially,
1: too, like the the, um, overwhelming ratio of men. It's like, yeah. you know, how many times you hear about penises, it's like, you know, it's fair. Like, y'all need to hear about vaginas. And-
0: yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am, I don't know. I feel, understand what you mean about the audience clenching up. What about things, uh, yourself, what won't you joke about? Cause you said you're pretty open. Is there anything that you won't bring up or talk about?
0: Um, no, not really. No like and that's like and I feel like I didn't used to be that way like there was like I was like afraid to talk about some things now it's just like I feel like I was like well I talked about this like I might as well just do this too and it's like I don't think I have I, I feel like all my most shameful like stories are all the most like dark sensitive parts especially the dark sensitive parts <laughs> of my life are the things that I really want to talk about because like I don't know, maybe it may help. It helps me heal, or maybe it helps someone else heal or whatever, but I don't know. I just really have the mindset that anything can be funny. And if it's not, well, I guess we're going to find out, but like, yeah.
1: So how do you get through that? So do you just get up there and start talking about something that you want to talk about? Or I I usually have
0: like a general idea, and like, sometimes maybe I'll be wrestling with it for a while. I'll be like, this is, or maybe I'll say it in conversation to people like a few times before I like go up and do it. And then I don't know, or like some jokes I know not to say in certain settings. And then sometimes I'll be like in the middle of this set, I'll just be like, what if I just threw this in here? <laughs> like, and I don't know. So
1: you said some jokes, you know, not to say in certain settings. Yes. What would be a joke not to say in
0: a setting? Where's
1: the, what's the joke? What's the setting?
0: Um, okay. Um, (laughs) so I, um, I started telling these, um, jokes about my rapists a couple months ago and, um, it, it a lot of the time it really doesn't work but sometimes it does and it works really well but it's like usually if it's like a room full of comedians or if there's like like and it's kind of like a more chill environment or there's like maybe it's like a bar show or something or there's like a few people but the people seem like they're really down like they really vibe with comedy like I know I can get away with it but if yeah. I'm not like if I'm, like, in a club and I'm, like, being recorded, like, I'm not doing that joke, like, I'm not yeah. risking, like, isolating half the audience. What and do you think isolates
1: the audience? I don't know, see,
0: but that's, like, like, with that particular joke or, like, in general? Yeah, yeah, I guess,
1: well, well let's talk with, start with that joke and then we'll talk in general.
0: I don't know, it's, like, And that's like, and and then like, I started doing this thing where I'm like, some of you are weirdly offended by that for people who aren't my rapists. Like, I don't, like, like nothing's wrong with laughing at this. Like, I think it's just the topic or like, maybe some people just can't relate to it. Like, sometimes I've noticed that women will like chuckle and, um, I don't know. Do you think? Because I've
1: had the conversations with other comedians. Like sometimes, you know, people will just get triggered by a word, and as soon as they hear a word, everyone's just like,
0: "That's true." You know, shutting down. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah. It's- like yeah, I'm like I don't know. Like I'll say um. I sell, I sell jokes where I say the word retarded. and like, um, like I'll make fun of my autistic brother and people will be fine. And like, sometimes people, but since, and it's not all the time, but sometimes they'll hear the word retarded and they'll be like, oh, well, well, this is too far. But I'm like, but then my whole point of the bit is like, it's just the word. Like, why are you, why is this what upsets you? Like, you're fine with everything else that I've said thus far, but like, like he's not retarded. (laughs) It's it's fine.
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly. It's like, People are, you know, getting triggered, um, like you're not hearing out the whole point of what you're trying to convey.
0: Also, it's like, I don't know, I feel like I don't really punch down. And so like when someone's upset by my comedy, I find that interesting because it's like, I'm talking about, you know, my life, my experience with a disabled sibling, or I'm talking about my experience being raped or my losing my father to cancer. Like this is all like, me talk like, like, why are you, like, tensing up? Like, I'm not, you know, like, I'm not some, like, man be, up here being, like, I'm gonna go hit my wife later tonight. Like, it's not yeah. just, it I'm not just, like, saying it for, like, the shock value. It's, like, it, it's more me taking, like, something that I've actually experienced and being, like, this is okay. Like, we can laugh at this.
1: It's almost like, though, um, right, classic, projection theory like Mm. whatever you're saying isn't about you it's triggering this reaction in someone so like you know so it's like yeah they're like they emote because you know what I mean like they just become emotional and they can't even hear you Mm. at that point and they're just caught up in whatever their trigger is with that you know that's the frustrating part I feel about doing comedy. Um, you know, it's like, because you want to do stuff, like you said, that's relevant to you or things that are important to you. And then people kind of get like, all oh, like, meh. You're like, yeah. stop it. Let me do what I need to. What is there anything else? What else frustrates you about comedy?
0: Um, I guess other comedians. <laughs> that's probably my least favorite part. <laughs> like, <of it>.
1: particular <laughs> comedians, particular people, or is there like a genre or descriptor?
0: um i feel like i don't know i feel like i i don't really like the environment like in this particular like scene that i'm in like i i usually feel very like odd man out because of like my age and like my gender um but i don't know there's just there's just a lot of or maybe I just don't like society. I don't know. I feel like there's just like a lot of sexism in comedy, and that I really that I experience very often. And I don't, I don't know. There, there's definitely a lot of things I don't like. So many things. Yeah. Like, there's, uh I, it. I don't like people who like fake the grind and I don't like people who are constantly talking about other comedians but then it's also hard not to get sucked into that um there's there's so much there's so much like politics over over like stupid things like there's so many stupid arguments and everything and it's just but it's great <laughs> yeah.
1: so yes let's talk about what's great about it what
0: got you into comedy oh it was an accident actually um <laughs> I went to a college that um, taught stand-up classes and theater and comedy was one major and I had transferred as a theater major, but I was planning on switching to music business. And I um got put into a stand-up class because I was a theater major and I didn't know what it was. It was called like fundamentals of comedy. I thought it was like an improv class or like something like I had zero idea, and it was like how to do stand-up and then like, second day of class, I, like, or, like, a third. I don't know. I I went up, and then that was just it. Like, everything else that I ever wanted to do before was just gone, like, out the window. Like, I'd be in other classes, like, studying stuff that, like, I always thought was, like, what I wanted to learn and, like, do with my life. And all I would think about was, like, how would I be able to balance this with comedy? Like, if this is going to, like, I always felt like I was being pulled away from comedy, like, learning other things. And, yeah, that was it. <clears throat> nice. So... <laughs> that so again doing comedy
1: then what are you hoping to gain from having comedy in your life
0: um it's just I don't, it's just really the only thing that i like love it's really it's just all i want to do to be honest with you like i want it to be like my livelihood at some point but it's like ultimately i would like to like i would like to write for tv and i would like to do all those like glamorous, like fun things. But even if I'm just, you know, still producing eyes appear and like I have like some like not terrible day job, then like that'll be fine. Like it's just, I don't, it, oh, I, like it just is my life. Like at the yeah. time. Yeah. yeah.
1: What does it bring to your life?
0: I don't know. It's like, I feel like when I do comedy, I feel like, this, like, element of, like, confidence and purpose that, like, I didn't feel, like, for so long, and I was so, like, I was so lost for, like, the majority of my, like, like, 20s, I mean, I don't know, I'm only 24, but, like, my, like, like, 19 to, like, 21 or to now, and I feel like if I hadn't had something that, like, and I mean, yeah, there have been months where, like, I, like, didn't want to do it, or, like, I was quitting, or I want to focus on something else, but it was just, like, I don't know. I, 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 it really gave me just like this, like sense of like w- where I want to be going, and I, I don't know. It gave me some type of structure, and I don't know. It was, it's just, I really can't explain it. Like it's, mm. it's just such a, it's just that's, like a natural part of myself now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's pretty cool, huh? <laughs> So let's go back then to again, vulnerability. So it's, cause it sounds like, you know, just things are just like meshing, you know, you're really willing to be vulnerable. And then like, you know, you have this deep innate sense of purpose with doing comedy. So what about, will, do you ever find yourself talking about like political stuff with your comedy? Um, or is it more strictly for your, um, your personal life and personal experiences
0: i guess my personal life and personal experiences like i don't know i've never been very good at doing political comedy
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and so it's just not something that like i wanna do i don't know i guess i i guess i talk a lot about sex in my comedy but i feel like when you're like a 24 year old woman like that's like that's all your friends are talking about that's like all like everyone's doing and it's more I don't know, but it's not like, it's not just like, like sex It's more like, like how sex is viewed for women in society and how we're like approached by men. And it's more, I like to like make fun of that, like our ideas about sex. And I feel like that's almost political, like, mm-hmm. you know, because like, they're just like, there's something about being liberated enough as a woman to just be like, I'm going to talk about like all these unladylike things and yeah. that's my right to do that and stuff. And yeah. I mean, yes, I, I talk about getting face sucked as a political statement.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's for me, like I I find it, you know, um, because again, you shared your age at 24. Like I was a lot older when I started doing comedy. And the first time I did comedy, I took a class. Mm-hmm. And I remember like you know, cause I was like a single lady on the prowl like, eh, you know, and <laughs> having a good time. And I was talking about some of my experiences and the I remember the teacher sharing with me, like not to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it
1: it really like just set me on. I think that's, it took me like years again to try comedy after that, but it was like, cause it got, his point was like, oh, well that's how people are going to see you and blah, blah, blah. And it was
0: like, there is truth in that. Cause yeah. I heard people say that to me, or about how, like, oh, this is how you make yourself seem, so this is how people will treat you and stuff, and that's, Do you and, worry? like, that's definitely yeah. true, but that's more a reflection on them, from my understanding yeah. that, like, like this is a part of everyone's life, this is a part of my life, and I choose to be open and be funny about it, like, yeah. Like this, is, I'm telling jokes, guys, like they are. Jokes. Sometimes
1: the irony gets lost sometimes yeah. and that's very frustrating. Yes. Cause, oh, oh my God. So let's go back to, you had said sometimes, cause you said something specific that also I felt resonated with me. I also feel like the odd man out. Cause I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum where I'm like um, older, you know, um, and a woman. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, why am I not home with my, children at soccer practice kind of, you know, <laughs> vibe, um, so you said you feel like the odd man out sometimes, why, is there anything particularly identifiable that kind of makes you feel that way?
0: Um, people have always, like, really talked down to me, um, and, like, I feel like, it, I don't know, like, when I, I started doing stand up when I was like 19, but I did it like at school and I got on shows like at Broadway. I didn't know there was like an open mic scene like in Jersey. And then when I started coming around, I was 21. So I was like new to like, and I was younger, like even the younger guys, I was like younger then. Mm -hmm. And so like, I was very like wide eyed and very easy to like, um, kind of be like, Oh, like I'm going to take you under my wing. And I'm going to tell you like, this is actually the X, Y, and Z or like, but like you're good but like i'm better than you like i'm always going to be but, like i've heard i've had multiple guys say that to me and guys will always be like oh you're getting better or, oh you're this or like you're very funny for a woman and stuff like yeah and it's it's interesting cuz like yes i was new to the open mic scene but i had already like i already had like a solid 5 minutes i had like i had done like shows like in front of like like big audiences like i was like i i was fairly like funnier and like had a better stage presence than a lot of the guys and still like even now I, mean, it's, I think now that like I produce like a lot of the guys suck up to me now so the dynamics changed a little bit but they're still like mm-hmm. I don't know they're, I've just always felt and I don't know and just also like I don't know like I I'm like very like like I'm a girl like I'm i I'm a like feminine girl and I'm sweet and I'm like nice to people and then like boys especially in comedy tend to just be like oh like we're all assholes like come on don't be so sensitive you're a comic and I'm like no that's just not who I am like I don't I don't know I'm like I don't like how much like we're just supposed to normalize like bad behavior as we're all just being comics and I feel like I get told that to me a lot and it's like you have to, you need to just be one of us if you want to be good at this stuff. Like all, like just, just outrageous things that I've had said to me. <laughs> There's a lot of shit
1: that goes on. Yeah. You know, in comedy. And it's like everything the umbrella for the sake of a joke. Like, oh, it's a joke. It's a joke. And it's like, isn't mm-hmm. though
0: is like exactly? It
1: gets know. to be really toxic and that could be really hard. How do you deal with that?
0: I don't know, like, um, I feel like lately I've been growing up a lot and um, because when there was a point where, like, it really did affect me when people would say things like that and I would let people, like, um, like, shrink me or make me not want to do it or, like, gaslight me and now it's more like I just have learned to just not buy into it as much and to just focus on, like, myself and my craft and not really... I mean, I guess you like someone's actually giving me genuine feedback. Like that's like, I would never like write someone off, but like, I don't really need to care what other people have to say, Mm -hmm. you know? And I guess that's just part of like life. It's just something you got to learn and adapt to as you go. Mm -hmm. And I I guess another thing that like I've learned recently, is like I don't need to be friends with everybody. And that was like hard. Like for so long, like I've just always been somebody like, I want everyone to like me. And now I'm like, you know, like we can just be coworkers. And I keep, that's okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot easier, you know, because then it's just like, all right, clear lines. And I feel like sometimes <laughs> in comedy, they don't, people don't have that. I Yeah, know,
0: no, they that. really don't. And that's something I've just like, like recently I've just kind of been like, this isn't good. Like where everyone's too intertangled and it's just, it gets very messy.
1: It gets hard too, especially because like you said, like a lot of it, it's about our craft. Like every single mm-hmm. one of us, became got into this because there's something we want personally out of it Mm -hmm. that we want to create from this so I I feel like sometimes it gets hard when you have these um relationships or you know communities especially too because sometimes people don't get along and not everybody operates under the umbrella that it's like a business but so what's funny to you what
0: are things that are funny to you um I don't know. I have a very dumb sense of humor. Actually, like I like I crack up at puns. I love puns. I love bad jokes. Um, and I like I love sitcoms. Like I wanna, like I, I I took a class in um in writing for prime time, and like I feel like one of my biggest inspirations was Golden Girls. Growing up, like I would stay up all night and I would be like writing like my my stories or like whatever, and like I'd have that like on in the background and it turned out that my professor in college works on golden girls and i was like no way so like i love it's interesting that like my like my stand-up is so dark but i love just like simple like pure-hearted like dumb jokes you yeah
1: know? so that's but you said you would describe your stand-up as dark yeah
0: oh okay interesting why <laughs> is it
1: what makes it dark
0: well, I feel like it's just mostly that my life has been very dark. Uh-huh. And so, like, I just, uh, uh, like, maybe it's just an unhealthy coping mechanism of mine to just, like, just make terrible jokes about it all the time. But <laughs> I don't know. I talk about, I don't know. I talk about abuse. I talk about, like, dead parents. Like, just, just dark things, man. Just go around the gamut. Yeah. yeah every, everything I can talk about, I do. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And then um, how do you find, again, like in doing this, what do you, what does it bring personally for you? When you talk about that dark stuff that you've gone through. Um, I don't know. I, I
0: just know that I love attention. And like when I have a really good set, especially if it's about something that's like hard to talk about. And I know like other people are like as fucked up as me. And I'm like, yeah, I got it. But also like when I talk about dark stuff and it goes bad, that really hurts. (laughs) I'm like, wow, these people have the lowest opinion of me. now. (laughs) (laughs) Complete strangers don't care for me. (laughs) So
1: remembering your worst bomb,
0: what was it? Um. hmm. I feel like I know it, like, I don't know, because my worst bomb definitely wasn't at a show. It was definitely an open mic and I could tell you like where it was. And I was talking about my dead father. Um, And it was like, I was also, I was the last one to go up and I was very, I was very drunk. I had trouble getting up and I blacked out. Like, I don't remember the set, but I know that I stood up for it for three and a half minutes and I did not get a single laugh. And other people like confirmed to me afterwards, like that was very bad. (laughs) That was, that was not good. (laughs) so so I guess that one but yeah
1: how do you do you find um drinking impacts your performance no do you like to drink before you go up
0: yeah yeah (laughs) I usually have a drink in hand like while I'm up and it's like I don't know I have a really good memory and I like people even tell me like yeah like you you do well like drunk but like sometimes Like, yes, I guess if it's a night where, like, I'm not really on and I get really fucked up, I bond. But um, that's not usually, like, I'm usually never like that at, like, a show or something that I, like, really care about. Um, Smoking beforehand definitely fucks me up. Like, I'm so, like, like, my (laughs) pacing's off, everything. But I don't really smoke, so it doesn't happen very often. But
1: What three words would you use to describe your comedy?
0: Um, hmm. um, I guess raunchy, um, feminist. Um, hmm, I guess dark. Okay, yeah, dark, raunchy, feminist. That's me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. That's pretty
1: cool. That yeah. sounds like it
0: could also be a very good punk band name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I love I feel like I love punk music cuz a lot of their lyrics are also very funny most of the time. Yeah. Like Blink-182 lyrics for sure. Like I love I love just like twisted funny like songs. <laughs>
1: it's definitely fun like especially like thinking about you know and I've talked about so many comics like how like yourself like y'all you talk about personal stuff and it's so healing it's so cathartic mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's, mm-hmm. you're able to reclaim a narrative and it's like exactly like, you know because especially like when you think about things that we go through like life is full of traumas. like that's the human mm-hmm. experiences you're going to experience so it's like it's going to be in our head it's going to be in our existence so it's like why not kind of like reshape it and you Mm -hmm. know but it's hard to do it's really hard like I always feel like people who um I who are not laughing at me there's the faces those are the faces I remember like I could go through every person burned in my head
0: I I had one really bad bomb at Wawa social club and I like the, I like, there's like the faces of like a couple, um, comedians who I really respect just staring at me <laughs> as I bombed <bounce. laughs> And I've never forgot, like it's never left my mind. Bur- yes.
1: It's so intense. It burns a hole in your brain. Where do you look when you're on stage? Who, do you look at people or where, what do you look? I, at?
0: I'll look down. Da- like, I don't know. I'll, I'll, like, I'll usually like, like to like bounce around, like make eye contact with a few people. Um, if I don't feel good, though, like, I'll just look down, like, the yeah. whole time, I'll be like, "Yep, yeah, I'm having a great time, you guys, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, know, yeah. I guess it all depends on my energy and, like, the energy of the room in the moment, but, I don't know, I like to, I, I mostly like to be, like, having conversations with, like, the room, but, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like, I'm here talking to you guys, telling you about <laughs> the crazy stuff that goes on, <laughs> <gasps> i um i I told a joke about face fucking at a show recently and um mm-hmm. it was a very like brightly lit room and it was very small actually and um this older woman was just looking at me like and i was like oh do you not know what face fucking is and she was like <laughs> and then i had this like face-to-face conversation as i explained what it was and it's, like <laughs> like full like white hair like and she was like Oh, Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Like, I'm going to go home and try
1: that. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) That's so funny. Oh, what's your favorite thing to talk about?
0: Um, I guess it's sex. Like, no. Um, like, I don't want to just say like, make sound like I'm just talking about sex, but it's like all whenever there's so many places to go I guess it's my low self-esteem like I guess that's like the thing I talk about the most but that's so connected to sex like there's so many I I joke about men a lot and when I do that I'm usually talking about sex like or I'll talk about my dad and my daddy issues are connected to sex like it just <laughs> it branches off into like every other aspect of your life
1: you know it's like you're then diagram all centered on sex. Yes, yes all yes. about
0: sex. <laughs> well, I think it's very popular to
1: talk about. People like to hear about it. Yeah, you know, it's like it's
0: a big part of all of our lives.
1: Right, exactly. Like who's getting it? Who's not getting it? It's exactly. trying to get it. It's like, oh <laughs> my goodness.
0: <laughs>
1: hey, Kate. So I want you to do me a favor. Can you plug again one more time your oh. social media? I am coming shows and stuff. Let everybody know.
0: Oh, okay. Yes. So I am producing a new show. It is called Dead Parent Society. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's going to be at Tyranny's in Montclair um, on next Thursday. So the 14th, October 14th. It's also my mom's birthday. So come buy her a drink. Um, And then the Eyes Up Here show is having a benefit show for victims of domestic abuse on October 23rd at the Reserve Association in Elmwood Park. Um, And my Instagram is comedy, and my Twitter handle is Lawler 888 Thank you.
1: Thank you. That's so awesome. So, Kate, you said your mom, um, her birthday, right? (laughs) You're doing the Tierney Show. Yeah. Uh, Because you do jokes about your mama. I I sure do. How does, uh,
0: just out of curiosity,
1: how does your mom find a... you doing jokes about her?
0: Some of them she really likes. Um, but I have this, I have this one that I, am over lockdown, I walked in on my mom masturbating and then, um, I started doing comedy again and I was like, yeah, like, yeah, I don't think you want to hear my new stuff. And then like, like when I walked in our masturbating, like we didn't, we, nothing, like we never acknowledged it, never talked about it, like nothing. And then like months later, she's like, do you tell people you walked in on <laughs> masturbating? <laughs> and I was like, of course I do. <laughs> you, know I mean? like, you didn't want me to say anything. You had to tell me. And then she was like, how dare you? And I'm like, well, like now I've done the joke in front of her a million times, but um, the show at Tierney's that's on her birthday, she actually connected me to the person who like got me like the show. So she was like, you're not telling the mom masturbation She's like, you can tell all these other she like told me like the jokes about me that are good that people like. Yeah. like, like, everyone loves that one. (laughs) But I can't tell that one. She's a good good (laughs) sport for the most part.
1: (laughs) That's so fun. Well, I just want to say thank you so much. It's been so great talking with you today.
0: Thank you for having me, Dina.
1: Thank you so much for being here. And I can't wait
0: to see you again, my dear. You too, I love you. Also, our hair is very similar, I noticed. But. I like the color of your hair right <laughs> Thank now. Thank you, I just it dyed look- it back today. Thanks. Oh, it
1: looks so good, I love it. Thank
0: you. You color yourself? Yeah, I'm a control yeah. freak. <laughs>
1: <Aww>. <laughs> it looks beautiful, well, I hope to see you soon, love. I hope so too. Take care.
0: Bye.